Isn't that a great message in a song? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. How many of you have found that? I've certainly found that over and over and over again. Our problems look so big when we look at our problems, don't we? But our problems can look so small when we look at our Father. Just turn your eyes on Jesus and trust in him. I want to encourage you to um, uh, turn with me to the book of Lamentations. As uh, I'll be reading uh, a few moments, uh, in a few moments from Lamentations chapter 3, which is one of my, uh, one of my favorite passages actually in, in all of the Bible. I don't know if you should have favorites. Uh, I'll, I'll do have to say I love all the, uh, the Bible, but this is one of uh, a great passage of encouragement and uh, strength. So Lamentations chapter 3, I'll give you a few moments to, uh, to turn there. It's in the Old Testament. Uh, it's only a small book, so it's easy to pass over. Uh, so if you know where Isaiah is, it goes Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations. So we'll give you a few moments to look there. Lamentations chapter 3. Now, um, I don't know about you. So, some of you may be like me, and you're just kind of raised in the church. You're used to seeing Christians. You're used to seeing how things are done in church. And so everything that happens in church just kind of seems normal to you. But I've been made aware uh, in my Christian journey that some people who are not raised in the church, who come to church for the first time, th- seem to think that Christians are a bit weird. We, 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 we seem a bit odd. Uh, maybe uh, you can remember the first time you ever came to a church and you're looking around and people are smiling and they're, they're kind of singing and, and praising. Uh, maybe someone's raised their hand in the air or uh, they're clapping. If you're not Baptist, maybe someone's dancing a bit. Uh, Baptists aren't very known for that. For good reason, some of us can't dance. Um, but uh, people seem happy all the time in church. Now, maybe there's the one person in church who just looks a bit grumpy. Uh, it looks like they're not quite awake yet. I'm not going to look at any, any certain person. I'll just kind of look at here. But uh, for the for most part, people seem generally happy in church. Now, there is that side of it. If, you're, if you have been a part of a church a long time, uh, there is that side that people just kind of put on a church face and a Sunday smile and can seem like things are going but genuinely in the life of a Christian, there is joy that the world can't seem to understand. And so maybe, maybe you're not thinking you're first time to church, but you remember the first time you met that Christian at work or in the shops, and you're just like, how do they do it? Is there some like shield that's uh, just protecting them from difficult things happening for them? Is there uh, some sort of magic in, in being a Christian that's, uh, that tough times don't come your way? How can a Christian seem to have peace? How can a Christian seem to have joy in this life? Because this life is full of hardship, isn't it? It's full of difficulty. It's full of things that don't go our way. Sometimes uh, Christians can seem a bit strange or even uh, a bit out of touch with reality. But I have to let you in on a, a little secret this morning. Being a Christian can be tough because life is tough. But being a Christian is great because God is great. I remember in a uni course uh, I took several years ago in America, I took a, a course or a class called Christian Ethics. And we talked about a lot of different moral, ethical situations that um, uh, just affect us in life, like uh, abortion, uh, euthanasia capital punishment and things like that. And the professor, his name's uh, Dr. Kenneth, Kenny Fought, and Kenny said, he said to us, Christian ethics 
is counterculture. And I've found this in my life to be true, to be right, because we are living in this life. We are facing the same sort of challenges as everyone else, yet we're seeking to live according uh, to the Bible, which often goes against the flow. And we often are challenged to handle things differently than our neighbors might or uh, our, uh, maybe our, our family or loved ones who don't know Christ. It may seem like we're a bit out of touch with reality, but it doesn't mean as, as a Christian that tough times aren't going to come our way. In fact, the same sort of difficulties and challenges that the world faces or those who don't know Christ face, those who know Christ face as well. Even in Christian homes, there are people who get hurt by divorce and sickness, who lose loved ones in death. There is abortion, premarital sex, relationship breakups, fights with kids and parents, fights with others. Life is tough, and tough stuff happens even to those who believe in Jesus. So how in the world could we have hope? How in the world could we have peace? Well, that's where this great passage in Lamentations comes in. And I want to begin with the beginning. Sometimes we begin with the hope uh, kind of section in it um, a bit later on uh, from verses 19. But I want to begin uh, reading from the beginning of Lamentations, chapter 3, because uh, this is a great passage of someone who trusts in God, who believes in God. And listen with me and and read along if you have your copy of the Scripture. Uh, Lamentations chapter 3. Verse 1, you'll see sort of what he goes through and where his faith is. Lamentations chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, it says, I am the man who has seen affliction by the rod of the Lord's wrath. He has driven me away and made me walk in darkness rather than light. Indeed, he has turned his hand against me again and again all day long. He's made my skin and my flesh grow old and has broken my bones. He has besieged me. And surrounded me with bitterness and hardship. He's made me dwell in the darkness like those long dead. He's walled me in so I cannot escape. He's weighed me down with chains. Even though I cry out for help, he shuts out my prayer. He's barred my way with blocks of stone. He's made my path crooked. Like a bear lying in wait, like a lion in hiding. He dragged me from the path and mangled me and left me without help. He drew his bow and made me the target of his arrows. He pierced my heart with arrows from his quiver. I became the laughingstock of all my people. They mock me in song all day long. He's filled me with bitter herbs and given me gold to drink. He's broken my teeth with gravel. He's trampled me in the dust. I have been deprived of peace. I've forgotten what prosperity is. So I say, my splendor is gone and all that I hoped from the Lord. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I remember them well, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly God, I thank you and I praise you for the precious gift of your word. 
Lord, I pray that you lead us, guide us through it now. May your spirit teach us more and more of you. Lead us, God, and help us to honor you in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is a great passage, not because it talks about great stuff. It actually talks about pretty difficult stuff, doesn't it? Isn't the imagery beautiful, though? I mean, he, he describes what he's going through some, some pretty, uh, he, he describes it pretty well. He paints for us pictures of his suffering, pictures of the hardship, pictures of the trials. He doesn't just go, oh, I've had some, some rough times. No, he says, no, God, it's like there's a lion waiting on a path who you've allowed to, to drag me off and mangle me. I'm walking along like living dead. My life is utter suffering. And we can recognize from this passage one of the things that we kind of wish wasn't the case, and that is that even Christians, like everyone else, Christians sometimes have tough times. Verses 1 to 16 talks about some of those difficult times. He talks about suffering, that God's fury is on him and has allowed him to suffer. God has driven him into darkness. God is the light and in him is no darkness at all. And yet he says God has driven him away. God has driven him into the darkness. He has beaten him again and again and again all day long. His bones are broken. His skin wastes away. He's endured attacks and hardships from, from like it was like from lions and bears where he thought his life was over. He's living in darkness like those who are dead. His prayers, it seemed, weren't getting through. He was praying, he's crying out for help, but it seemed like no one was listening. It seems like the prayers weren't getting through the ceiling. In fact, he says, God has walled him in, so he cannot escape. He cannot get away, and yet his prayers aren't getting through. He was the running joke of everyone around. They had little songs that they're singing to tease and to make fun of him. God had left him and forsaken him. Christians, like everyone else, go through these tough times. Go through these times when it may seem like God is not there. It may seem like our prayers aren't getting through. The writer here certainly experienced that, didn't he? He says that very graphically, very detailed. There are times when you allowed, God, this suffering. You allowed this hardship. You allowed this time which it didn't even seem like you were there for me. You allowed this immense suffering and trials. But likewise, verse 17 and 18 even says that Christians, like anyone else, can have times in which we feel distant, even from God. There are times which we may not feel like your prayers are getting through. There are times that you may not feel like God is there. You don't feel that peace that passes all understanding. You feel the pain. You feel the heartache. Verse 17, 18 says this, I've been deprived of peace. I've forgotten what prosperity is. I say my splendor is gone and all that I hoped from the Lord. It's gone. All that I had hoped in. He experiences a time where there's no peace. There's no happiness. There's no strength or, or will to live and no hope in the Lord. Now, if we stop there, 
we wouldn't get too many people signing up to be Christians, would we? It's like, well, your life is still going to be full of hard, hard, heartache and hardship. There's going to be difficulty around every corner. And even though you pray, God himself has walled you in so you cannot escape and he's not listening. There's going to be times of no peace. Times where you don't even have the strength, it seems, to continue on. And your hope in the Lord is gone. He experienced all this. But the hope comes in the, the following verses. And the challenge as well. In verses 19 to 23, we find a great passage. Verse 19 says this. I remember all that affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I remember all of that suffering. I remember them well and my soul is downcast within me. And yet this I call in mind and therefore I have hope. It's because of the Lord's love for us that we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are, mo- they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. It is because of the Lord's great love that we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Isn't that beautiful? Great is your faithfulness. He says, I remember all of that suffering. I remember those difficult times. And when I remember that, my heart is downcast. I can remember all of those hardships. I can remember all of those difficult times. And it's difficult to bear. But when I remember that, I also remember that it is because of God's mercy, it is because of God's love that He didn't allow me to be overtaken. He didn't allow me to be completely consumed. God was with me even in the midst of that hardship. God saw me through. I can remember those tough times. I can remember those hard times. I can know that there are hard times coming. But I can have peace and I can have hope because I know that I know that I know that God never let me down and He never will. He is forever faithful. He is forever true. I remember those tough times. I remember that suffering. And it's tough to remember. It's it's hard on my heart to remember all of that suffering. But then I remember something and I instantly have hope. Verse 22 says, It is God who is looking after me, protecting me and holding me the whole time. He is the reason that I'm still here. Praise God. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. His compassions are new every morning. So great is His faithfulness. Great is His faithfulness. So great are His mercies. I love His that his compassions, his mercies are new every morning. I like to think that I just, he gives us enough for the day. And yet tomorrow, he knows what we're going to be facing and he'll give us enough, challenge, uh, enough mercies, enough compassion to lead us through the next day and to hold us through the next day. He gives us what we need every single day. He is faithful. We can know no matter what life throws our way through the joys of the challenges yes we'll face hard times yes we can face some distant times but in all times we'll see that god is compassionate he is right there with us to show us his strength and his love now some of you some of you are huggers you love a big hug you just love um and, and we all know who you are. 
We know you huggers out there. Uh, you just, some people are, nope, nope, sorry, keep, keep back, yeah, hold back the huggers if you're not a hugger, because there's some people who just, they, they love a hug, right, and that's wonderful. There's something just happy about a hug, isn't it? Even if you're not a hugger, some of you are going, you know, kind of standing there getting hugged, uh, but there's something that, if you're a hugger, you're not hugging because you're doing, because you don't like the person or because you're mean, are you? You're hugging because you just want to share that hug with everyone. You want to share what that, that embrace does for you with everybody. And huggers tend to think that everybody's huggers. They just want to share the love. And not everybody is, and for some people they don't feel that. But there is something, there's something that is, that, that shows compassion, that shows that I'm with you in a hug. There's something, in fact, even scientists have proven that people who have physical contact with others, who, people who have, uh, yes, uh, social interaction, but people who have physical interaction, whether it's a holding a hand, whether it's um, a hug, have brighter days, it seems, and have a bit of a brighter outlook on life, I think, because they're, they're sharing that with someone. There's something about someone who reaches over and holds your hand or puts their arm around you or gives you a hug that just lets you know it's going to be okay. And I don't know about you, but there, there are times in my life when I didn't have the words to say when I was with someone, but I just walked over and just put my arm around them. Or I just gave them a hug. I remember um, remember uh, when I was just, um, I was probably about 12 years old, and my, um, one of my aunties, my mom's only sister, uh, was killed in a car accident. And uh, I remember when um, my mom got the phone call. And I was standing there in the lounge room, and she was sitting uh, there and just talking. And, uh, you know, just talking to family. Oh, hey, how are you? And then you can just kind of, you've all been, you've all witnessed these conversations, or many of you have, where you kind of go, you can just hear the tone of someone's voice changing. And you think, what's, what's going on? And then it got to where mom couldn't talk at all. And she was just crying. And I remember um, my dad is definitely not a hugger. My dad is definitely not an emotional sort of person at all. But I remember my dad came in from outside right about the time that she was ending her conversation on the phone. And she was just in tears. And, uh, you know, of course she's kind of, let, they're going to let her know about arrangements and things like that. And she hangs up the phone. And he just walks over to her and just put his arms around her. And then she just lost it. You know? And she's just, she, he didn't even know what was happening. He, she wasn't able to, to, to even tell, tell him at the time, but she just held him. And she gained that strength in just knowing that she wasn't going through this alone, that he was right there as her husband with her. And then as she gained strength, she was able to tell him and, uh, and us what had happened. I'm so grateful that someone much bigger and stronger than my dad is holding me, is holding us through whatever we go through. God is with us every step of the way to hold us and to give us that sort of strength and embrace and say, I am with you, to show you the compassion, to show you strength. God is always in every situation. He is compassionate. He is merciful. And in every situation, God is faithful. Let me read for you quickly uh, verses 24 to 32. 
because there's some great challenges in here about God's faithfulness and the great promises of his faithfulness. Verse 24 says, I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good for those who hope, uh, sorry, whose hope is in him, the one who seeks him. It's good to quietly, uh, sorry, it's good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It's good for a man to bear the yoke while he's young. Let him sit alone in silence, for the Lord has laid it on him. Let him bury his face in the dust, there may yet be hope. Let him offer his cheek to the one who would strike him, and let him be filled with disgrace. No one is cast off by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he will show compassion. So great is his unfailing love. For he does not willingly bring affliction to a grief to anyone, to crush underfoot all prisoners in the land, uh, to deny people their rights before the Lord Most High, to deprive them of justice. Did not the Lord see such things? God is forever faithful. So great is his unfailing love. Sometimes, sometimes he calls us to wait, to wait on him. He says it's good for those who wait quietly on the Lord, who trust in him that he will provide, that he will come through. Because sometimes it seems like he's not there. Sometimes it seems like the hard times are too much for us to bear. Sometimes it can feel like God has given us too much. But he is there and he will be faithful. Sometimes we have to wait on him. Sometimes we have to endure some pretty terrible things. But all times you will find God is faithful. All times you will find God is compassionate and strong. First. 22 reminds us that he is faithful. His mercy is new every morning. Verse 32 says, So great is his unfailing love. We've sung about it this morning. He is faithful. He is loving. It never ends. We are asked sometimes to endure more than we can on our own. More than we have strength to take. But we will find over and over and over again that God is faithful and God is compassionate and He is with us no matter what. So, you're a Christian and you're here today. I want to say, look, you may be in a tough spot or you may have some tough times around the corner, but God is with you and His unfailing love will hold you and keep you safe. If you're here this morning and you haven't trusted God with your heart, let him into your life today. Yes, there can still be some tough times that will touch you as long as we're living on this earth. But God himself is with you. He'll be with you every step of the way and he'll keep you safe. He'll hold you with his love. And he gives life, eternal life to any who trust in him. Long after our earthly bodies have worn away and gone, Long after all this suffering is over, God offers life in a place with no more tears and no more pain, a place for all those who put their trust in Him. So I want to encourage you, no matter where you're at in your life today, trust in God, because He's here. He is here for you, and He is faithful. He will show compassion new every morning. So great is His unfailing love. 
we have great reason to have hope. We have great reason to be joy, not because our life is full, uh, is free from hardship, not because our life is free from suffering, but because our life is surrendered to God. It is His, and He will lead us and, and guide us through every step of the way. He walks with us. He embraces us and hugs us and lifts us up and says, you are not alone. I will walk through this with you. I'll be beside you and I will see you through. Again and again and again and again, you will see he's merciful, he's compassionate, and he is faithful. Let's just pray. Dear God, I just thank you and I praise you for you are forever faithful. Lord, I thank you not because we don't go through difficult times, but because we go through difficult times with you as our Lord and Savior. Because we can trust you no matter what life throws our way. We can know that we are held and that we are loved and that you will see us through. Lord, thank you that as believers in you, we don't go through this life alone. We don't go through the hardship and the challenges and the trials on our own. We have you with us every step of the way. You never leave us. You never forsake us. You are forever faithful. You are forever compassionate. Thank you, Lord, for your mercies. Thank you, Lord, for the hope that we have in you, for the peace and the assurance that we have in you, that we are never alone, that you, our great God, is right there by our sides. And, Lord, we know that all things are possible through you. We can trust in you that even when the world says there is no hope, even when the world says there is no way out of this, even when our own mind and heart says we are walled in and you're not listening, God, you are faithful and you are true and we can trust you even in the most difficult times. And Lord, we know that all things are possible with you, so help us to celebrate that together as your church. Help us to, to, to trust you no matter the challenges that you, face, you, you lead us through. Lord, help us to trust you and know that you are with us every step of the way. Be honored and glorified, God, through us as your church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.